today's agenda Got the suitcase up in the central Go to room 112, tell them Blanco sent ya Feel the strangers, if no money exchanges I got these kids in ranges to leave them niggas brainless All they told is stainless, you just remainers Calm as possible, make the deal go through If not, here's 12 shots, we know how you do Please make your killings clean Slugs up in between They eyes like true lies Kill them and flee the scene Just bring back the coke or the cream Or else your life is on the shelf We mean this Frank The cats we fucking with Put bombs in your mom's gas tank Let's get this money baby They shady, we get shady Dress up like ladies And burn them in dirty 380s Then they come to kill our babies That's all out I got gats that blow the wall out Clear them all out Fuck the fallout Word to stretch I bet they pussy The seven digits push me Fucking real, here's the deal. I got a hundred bricks, 14.5 a piece. Enough to cop six, buy the house on the beach. Supply the piece with Jeeps, brick a piece. Capiche, everybody getting cream, no one considered the leech. Think about it now, that's damn near 1.5. I kill them all, I'll be set for life. Frank, pay attention, these motherfuckers is henchmen. Renegades, if you die, they still get paid. Extra probably, fuck a robbery, I'm the boss. Promise you won't rob him, I promise But of course, you know I have my fingers crossed Niggas bleed just like us Picture me being scared of a nigga that breathes yo, yo, yo. the same air what as up, me Niggas bleed just like us Picture me being shook, we could both hold burners I am gracious host Picture a nigga hiding my life in that man's hands while he just decided Niggas bleed just like us I'd rather go toe to toe with all of y'all running in Thank you all for joining for listening. R.I.P. Biggie Smalls. R.I.P. Notorious B.I.G. Got that nigga's. I'ma let that nigga's lead run. I'ma let that. I'ma let that nigga. But yeah, yo, listen, listen. Um, had an interesting. We had an interesting journey here. Today, right? So, like, we were supposed to drop, well, whatever. We had it. We had a whole episode recorded, done, complete. I go to upload it. <clears throat> All fucked up. I don't really know what happened, but we're here now, and like, it's like a couple hours later, right? So it was like you know at night when like we recorded, but so much shit happened. Like and and it, you know from 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 sun down to sun up, man. It's incredible. You know the way information moves, the way tech, it's incredible. Twenty nineteen, it's incredible, right? That should be like the the model. Like twenty nineteen, it's incredible. Listen, so like last night, right? Or or you know when I recorded this, I'll say barely twelve hours ago. Right, we started out talking about R. Kelly, and R. Kelly, um, you know, with the um, the Gail King interview, and how R. Kelly is is you know he lost his mind or or you know ramblings from a syphilitic brain or something. R. Kelly's fucking crazy, man. Right, we all seen that interview with him acting an ass with Gail King and shit. You know, we 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 seen the memes, the jokes, the funny shit was the uh, where they was playing Uno. And it's like when you throw a draw too, that he had the Photoshop picture of Gail holding a draw for and shit. R. Kelly stand up. I'm sick of that. Like whatever. That shit was funny. That shit was funny, yo. That shit was bad funny. But today, or just now, this morning, whatever. Breaking news. Um, R. Kelly gets released 
some someone paid his $161,000 bond and they got him hold up hold up they got him oh no 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 I don't want I don't fucking give me no ad hold up one second let's see if we can get some audio of this let's see if I could pull this Imagine right. New York's newest the ads, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but yeah, man, someone paid, and and and, and that's what the headline says, right? Or Keller released from jail after someone paid child support for him. Yo, son, who was it? R. Kelly's life. What kind of? I guess motherfuckers. I I, I I guess people really believe they can fly, fucking around with R. Kelly. Yo, a hundred sixty-one thousand. Hold up. Mark Kelly in Chicago. He's just been Thanks released from water. jail. Let's listen. This motherfucker look crazy. Water, um, I promise you, we're gonna straighten all this stuff out. That's all I can say right now. Any, I promise you. Anything your fans? Anything you like? I love my fans. Thanks for sticking that with me. Thank you guys for the order. I love that. Yeah, that's it. That was it. Whatever. We'll we'll check it out. Yo, I'm I'm amazed, yo. I'm amazed. Fucking R. Kelly, somebody paid that shit, yo. <laughs> Someone paid back child support for this nigga R. Kelly, yo. It's insane. Right? Three days after the judge said he he had to pay the whole amount, like not even a portion. And then then he gonna come out and say, yo, we're gonna straighten this out. Listen, where's his lawyer to say, yo, my man, get the fuck away from the microphone? Get the fuck in the car. Shut the fuck up. Right? What is what is you like? What's up with what's up with who is around this nigga? Is there anybody around this nigga like with half a brain? Anybody? Anybody? Get the fuck R. Kelly off the microphone, yo. Get the fuck, man. This shit crazy, man. 2019, it's incredible. That that might be that might be the title of, of uh, the episode. 2019, it's incredible, man. Get the fuck. Why? Who is allowing R. Kelly? That that's in the, the defense of R. Kelly. I mean, that shit is wonderful. For I mean, for, in the eyes of the public, R. Kelly's finished. R. Kelly's finished. Certain people, you know, we we finished, we declared R. Kelly finished sooner than later, you know, some of us, whatever. But R. Kelly's finished. Right? If somehow, some way magically, if if you know the, the, the prosecution or whomever completely fucks up this case, R. Kelly ain't gonna be accepted. He's like like, you know, we're gonna view R. Kelly like a like a like a like a more talented George Zimmerman. You know, like like a like a like a circus act. That's that's basically what you know. Somehow, some way, you know, he performs, practices, exists in the fringe, if you will. The fringe, right? But that's what R. Kelly's gonna be. Get the yo. But listen, we can't have him on here. Giving interviews, talking about like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna straighten this, we're gonna do, and you know, with him sitting there screaming and crying, with that goddamn Beijing too, and that Gail King shit, with that Beijing, yo. <laughs> so we can't have this shit, man. This shit is incredible. Twenty nineteen is is incredible. 
That that's all that's all I'm gonna say, right? And 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 everything is like a left or right. You know? It's Michael Jackson shit. It's leave the Neverland shit. Yo. What are we gonna do with this? See, people compare the two, right? The 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 super super duper um what are they called? Hoteps. Try to equate the two, you know, Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. I don't think you can equate the two in this circumstance. Because it, when they had the, um, what was it? Surviving R. Kelly, was it, was it called? And, this, and the Michael Jackson, Leaving Neverland. When they had the Surviving R. Kelly, that was like multiple accounts by different people sharing their experiences. You had people that worked with R. Kelly that may have enabled R. Kelly. Um, well, this Michael Jackson shit, it's these, these guys and their family talking about their personal situations, you know, the, the, the story of their personal lives, just what Michael Jackson has done to affect that somehow, some way. You know, the parents being star fuckers and, 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 you know, wanting to be around that the cult of personality that did, I mean, shit, the, the mega star, you know what I'm saying? The ultra star, the super, you know, beyond superstar, if there's a such thing, that Michael Jackson was. Um, the appeal of celebrity. Um, and, you know, with R. Kelly, at least R. Kelly can be out here looking ridiculous you know outside the courthouse or or um, leaving jail or bugging out on Gail King R. Kelly's allowed to do that Mike unfortunately is not you know what I'm saying now we looking back at it it's crazy how much leniency we gave Mike and some of the strange shit that Mike did. Like, you know, Mike 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 would smooth walk around with, with you know little kids with him holding their hands and shit. And nobody thought nothing of it. Right? We just considered Mike to be uh peculiar. Right? Like, oh yeah, Mike is just, you know, Mike is just weird. Like nobody really and I mean, we really thought about it this like maybe we even kind of viewed Mike as asexual, because even when Mike um, would be around women early, like like you know, like the early nineties. I believe it was a rumor like him and Madonna dating or something like that, or whatever, hanging out. And then um, Mike had kids with Elvis's daughter. No, 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 they were dating, and it was a big deal when they kissed. I remember it was a big deal they 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 kissed on TV, and it was like you know, hot shit. Michael Jackson kissed a girl on TV. You know what I'm saying? Um. Yeah, man, that's interesting. The way that you know, I say what I have to say. I don't believe the motherfuckers, man. I don't believe. I don't believe that. I don't believe them. I ain't saying that Mike went out here wilding. <laughs> I just don't believe them. That's all. These there was there's a ten year FBI investigation that was done on Mike. It ain't fine shit. The FBI investigated Michael Jackson for 10 years. 
I ain't find shit, yo. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. I get it now we're, we're in a time where we have to believe victims and, and like no matter what, we have to believe victims. I'm not sure I agree with that. In fact, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that we have to believe victims. We don't have to believe anybody. Um, if there's enough evidence, we should listen. Absolutely, we should listen. We should investigate. We should pursue the truth. Um, and once we achieve said truth, we should try to enact justice. Not try to. We should. These are things that should happen in real life. If this was an, you know, an ideal, you know, in a utopian, not even in a utopian, in a just system. In a system of justice. You know, we're not in a system of justice. People are splintered in ways where everybody is in pursuit of what they consider justice. I don't know if it's a realistic sense, but, you know, this might be getting too deeper than what I plan to go because I'm going to keep it shallow and just talk some fun and happy bullshit about all of this incredible shit that's going on. Like we had a two part special. Where a 42-year-old man and a 36-year-old man talked about the, 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 the sexual abuse that, you know, they had to live through, they had to go through at the hands of the king of pop. And, you know, people, they, they gave their stories and people talked about things that, you know, were... were, were Pretty normal. That, that kind of made Michael Jackson appear pretty normal. I don't believe it, though. Where, you know, the, the, the Safe Chuck mom, I don't remember her name. You know, Mrs. Safe Chuck. Um, said that Michael hang out at her house and she would wash his clothes. Mike ain't get his motherfucking clothes washed. You think Mike wore the same pair of socks? You think, you know what I'm saying? You think Michael Jackson, like, washed his underwear and shit? Or he just like, yo, I need, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm Michael Jackson, I'm wearing new drawers every day, B. Fuck you mean. Like, fuck you mean. Think about it. Right? Seriously. Certain Certain people, honestly. Yo, like in real life, you think Cardi B washed her clothes? Like Cardi B in 2019, you think she washed her clothes? You think she wear, you know what I'm saying? How, how many wears is she getting out of them panties? How many wears? You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? You feel me? We talk, we talk about, we talk about Cardi B and Michael Jackson, son. Michael Jackson during the time. Niggas was passing out faint and dead, nigga. Niggas was having strokes and seizures and shit at Michael Jackson concerts, nigga. That's that's what motherfuckers was doing. You know what I'm saying? But he, he walking around Simi Valley, California, getting his clothes washed. I don't know. I don't know. But the differences, I, I, you know, what I'm saying. So, so even, even, you know, with that, and and I, listen, I'll be honest. I only seen the first part. I don't really, I don't really try to view sadness in real life. If I could avoid it, I will. If I could avoid viewing the sadness, right? You know, I mean, listen, the world's hard enough, man. There's not, there's enough fucked up shit going on in the world. I don't have to find it. You know what I mean? Because whether you know whether it's fact or whether it's fiction, I, I, I'm you know what I'm saying to me, 
I never want to um, invest in hearing stories of kids being abused, people sexually abusing kids. I, I, you know what I'm saying? That, that's not something that, that's not, uh, I don't wish to watch that, listen to that, consume that. You feel what I'm saying? But um, this Leaving Neverland shit was on HBO, right? And there's a lot of changes going on with HBO that kind of, kind of, kind of raised my my interest. So, so if you remember, um, AT and T acquired Time Warner, and Time Warner is the parent company of HBO. So, you know, you knew that there was going to be a lot of turnover, a lot of, um, there's, there's, there's always questions when there's these mergers and there's these mergers and acquisitions. You know, what happens to the executive team? The exe- you know, who's in the C-suite type of deal? You know what I mean? Um, so there's a guy named Richard Plepler. Because HBO has an outstanding brand. The brand of HBO means something in entertainment. Right, HBO means something. HBO is 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 big dick on the premium channel block. You know what I'm saying? And um, Richard Plepler, who was the chief executive of HBO, and and, and he began in '92. He joined HBO in '92, and he began leading it in 2007. That's pretty pr- pretty good, right? And he shaped the networks glorified reputation as much as anyone, right? He played a significant role in bringing um, some some outstanding works to television, right? I mean, I, I believe that The Wire is the greatest show in the history of television, right? And, and you know, fucking Game of Thrones and The Sopranos and, and you know, Sex in the City, right? I mean, I mean some, some quality, outstanding television he brought to to. To the small screen. Right? Now, uh, Plepler, is his name? Plepler. I, don't, I, I almost called him Prepler. Plepler resigned abruptly because um, I, I believe a man named Bob Greenblatt was his name. Bob Greenblatt um, has been tapped to run Warner Media, which is which is what Time Warner will be called once I guess going forward, right? AT&T is going to say, nah, yeah, you know, your name ain't Kunta, your name is Toby type shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Bob Greenblatt um, was the former head boss at NBC as well as Showtime, right? So it thickens a little bit because... If I'm the guy that's been running HBO for 12 years, I mean, there are a few things that grab our attention anymore, right? Game of Thrones grabs our attention. Like, when Game of Thrones comes on, people sit there like it's a live event on a Sunday and watch it and tweet about it and talk about it and... and when it goes off, you know, we see memes about it. And, you know, it's appointment television, Game of Thrones. And even before that, like other shows were 
I mean, I mean, but it was easy for things to be appointment television. We didn't have the technology to stream it or whatever the case. But now you're telling me that I got to listen to the guy whose ass I've been kicking? I've been big dick on the block. Now I got to listen to this, this nigga because y'all cool with him? I'd, I'd rather quit. And he quit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Fuck you niggas, I'm out of here. And I, I, I'm not really mad at him. I ain't really mad at him either. That's like, you know what I'm saying? If, if uh, whoever won the silver medal and shit got to train Usain Bolt. Like, hey, dog, listen, man, let me give you some tips on how to improve your form. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm sure that Plepto will be okay. But, but what about the consumer now? Right? So if this is the guy that, you know, led the charge in, in you know, prestige TV almost. Right? Prestige. It's called a prestige TV. That's, that's what it was. Right, um, you know, with Sopranos, Oz, Wire, Sex in the City, Game of Thrones, whatever the case, quality shows, Six Feet Under, right? Curb your enthusiasm. I'm just going to, I'm just going on the top. Fucking, uh, what's the show from New Orleans? Um, the show from New Orleans, man. God damn, it. fuck Treme. Right. Listen. What happens to the consumer? Where is HBO going? Because HBO was built on... Oh, I forgot about Insecure. Shout out Insecure. Shout out Issa Rae. I'm sorry. Sorry, Issa Rae. I like the show. I like Insecure. I don't like the characters. I think the characters suck. Um, but are, are we still paying for HBO? There was a time when the, when the slogan was, it's not TV, it's HBO. Which was, yeah, that, I mean, that's like they built that brand. That, that was fact. It's not TV, it's HBO. But, but what happens now? What happens now? Well, I, you know what I'm saying? It'd be interesting to see. Fuck, HBO won 23 Grammys last year. Excuse me, Grammys. Huh, Emmys. They won 23 Emmys last year. I think they were nominated for like 100 and something. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of. Quality, I guess, by the industry standards. It's a whole lot of quality. What are you going to do with it? Where is it going to, you know what I'm saying? We'll, 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 we'll see. Because everybody's chasing Netflix or, 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 or everybody's chasing the stream. Um, and like we see it happen in, in, you know, music, right? Which is, you know, like I'm somebody that likes three verses for, 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 for your album. If you drop in a mixtape, EP, something like that, you give me two verses, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or like one verse with a feature verse. Well, all right, cool, no doubt. But if it's your album, like if this is the, you know, artistically what you want to create, yo, I would like three albums. Excuse me, three verses on a on a on a rap album. Personally. Um. But it seems like we're we're moving away from the quality. Right now, I don't know if we're consuming the information faster, or if it's, or if you know, we have greater access to it, or if it's just a whole bunch of shit content that they're just dumping out. 
So on one hand, yeah, it's really, really good that we don't have the gatekeepers. You know? If you're a funny cat, if you're a funny girl, hop on your Instagram, gain some followers, get a buzz going, get some traction, parlay that into, you know, a YouTube series or something you can stream on Facebook, something that you and your homies film or, you know, you yourself films. And then, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? You parlay that into some cameo appearances on a couple of, um, you know, like MTV shows and shit like that. Boom. You're on a regularly syndicated sitcom. You're on fucking Lil Rel or some shit like that. Right? Why not? You know? But what happens, see, see now what happens to the consumer? How, how, how do we pay for that then? How are we going to be charged for that? Right? Because if HBO isn't pumping out the same quality, I mean, I, I already have complaints about HBO lacking. There used to not be a dead period. I haven't watched HBO, even, I mean, even Game of Thrones. I won't watch it. I'll do my best to avoid you fuckers. But I won't watch it Sunday at 9 p.m. Especially when, you know, like I will watch football when, when like the game will be on. And, and I, I'm watching the game Sunday night. Game of Thrones on a DVR. You know, but shit, man, I haven't watched HBO on a Sunday. I can't tell you. So how long am I going to pay for it? How long are we going to pay for this shit? How long are we going to pay Because one of the issues with cable was, you know, you pay $80 a month, you pay $100 a month, $150, $200 a month, whatever it was. But you only watch seven channels, but you got 1,600 of them bitches. You're only watching seven. And we see the same thing with these, these streaming companies, these, you know, Netflix and Amazon TV and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, listen, you might pay your 10 bucks, your 12 bucks, your 15 bucks. Right? Maybe it'll increase through through inflation, twenty dollars, thirty dollars. Right? You pay your ninety dollars a month in internet to stream all that shit. And Netflix got twenty-five thousand titles. We watch twelve. You know, if somebody tells us to watch something like a bird box or something like that, you watch it once. You feel what I'm saying? You watch it once, you don't really go back to it. It's like that quick content. There ain't really no quality to it. How long are we going to pay for that? You know what I'm saying? How long are we going to pay for that, yo? Right? So it's, it's always uh, in, intriguing to see how much motherfuckers is going to be jewed and how much people are going to be jerked. Right? Um... Like, NBA playoffs is coming up. Uh, uh, playoffs? Uh, you know what I'm saying? NBA playoffs is coming up. Right? And two of the top five players aren't in the playoffs. NBA's pissed that the Lakers aren't making the playoffs. A, it's Los Angeles. So it's easy to sell merch, easy to, to, to conduct business, easy to do things. 
before, during, after a Laker game. Right? So the Lakers aren't in the playoffs. Not only are the Lakers not in the playoffs, LeBron James isn't in the playoffs. LeBron James is a content is is the content driver for the NBA. NBA's pissed. Now, of course, yeah, of course, you're mad that you know, like like Anthony Davis isn't in there, but but more so because LeBron and the Lakers are not going to be in the playoffs. Congratulations to LeBron. He's fourth in scoring past Michael Jordan. Congratulations to LeBron, which is which is sneakily an an insane milestone because nobody views LeBron as the scoring guy. Like that's not the image of LeBron James when we think of LeBron James as like the guy that puts up buckets. You know, if you need a bucket, of course you put it in LeBron's hand. He's a, he's he's either going to score the bucket or he's going to make the right pass to get the bucket. But you don't think of him as the scoring guy in his career. That's not how you view LeBron James. Kudos to him. Great player. It, it, you know, as he ages, I like LeBron more, but, but, but now I, I have to look at the effectiveness of it. Right? Like, like is this how LeBron ages? Does, does he age to where as though he's still averaging, you know, higher than 25 points, more than six rebounds, more than six assists? Right, if yo, son, if we get a 37 year old LeBron and he's averaging 23 a game, five rebounds, five assists, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what, like, what, like, what, what do we say? Like, yo, he might, he might be, he might be the best ever. He might be. If we get there, right? Let me, let me, um, let me check out basketball reference. See what LeBron is averaging this season. If his body can stay up. Right, right now the Lakers are 10th. Damn, they're 30 and 35. Shit. Shit, man. Let's see. Let's see what LeBron is averaging this season. This season, wow. Ugh. Wow. 27 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 51% from the field, 35 from 3. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yo, LeBron's incredible, yo. Wow. That's 2019. It's incredible. Wow. I, I did I did I'm I'm surprised by those numbers. I didn't think it was like that. I mean, yo, that's on par with the, almost his career. He's one rebound, one assist more than his career average. Wow. So yeah, if we have and LeBron's what? Th- 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 34. 34 years old. So if we have a 37-year-old LeBron James. So so 2022 Right. Hopefully LeBron still ain't holding on with that fucking R. Kelly Beijing. Or whatever the fuck. Now, I, honestly, R. Kelly wish he had the LeBron hair treatment. Like I'm thinking about getting a LeBron James hair treatment. 
You know, it's another story for another podcast. If we have a 37-year-old LeBron averaging, you know, 25, 6 and 6, and this would be what his 20th season? Yo. His 19th season? Yo, he's the, he's the, he's the greatest ever, yo. If if he has that. I'm excited to see what happens, right? Um what else was going on in, in basketball? There was something else that I wanted to talk about in basketball. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. Go Tar Heels. Um, fucking Hollywood Hogan, a.k.a. Antonio Brown, almost got traded. Didn't get traded. Room around the campfire. It was the... Um, fuck, that was someone wanted to talk about that. I, I, don't, I don't want to forget. It ain't really the NFL. But um, he didn't want to get traded to Buffalo. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to work in Buffalo either if I had a choice, right? So, so like, but when the news first hit, it was like the Steelers. I was like, damn, they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, we thought it was like, oh shit, wow, yeah, get the fuck out of here, nigga. They sent his ass to Buffalo, where players go to die. Um, it was, it was something else I wanted to talk about. Not the David Irvin dude, but you guys heard about David Irvin, the guy that played for the Cowboys. I was smoking weed on his Instagram, basically retired. Allegedly retired because they was going to suspend him. He failed a drug test, came up with cloudy piss. was like, yo, whatever. He said, I, I, I'd, I, I'd rather smoke weed and take these opioids and shit. And I feel. Makes sense to me. You know, granted, my job isn't tied to, to having clean urine. But if I'm in pain and, and the doctor's telling me, yo, I got to take. And, and, and you know, that's something else that also goes unnoticed. Right? It's like the pain that these guys go through. You know? So, like, some of us, you know what I'm saying? We, like, may have played, you know, football. Um, we may have played, oh, shit. Brandon Ingram. Damn, Brandon Ingram got a blood clot. The, the, uh, the, the same shit that Chris Bosch had. Damn, that's fucked up. Hope he all right. Hope, hope the young dog pulled through. Shit, that's something serious, man. That those those blood clots and shit is 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 serious. I know somebody that died had a blood clot in their leg, man. R.I.P. John Richardson. Um, what was I saying? The marijuana with the 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 pain, like yo, there there was um what one of them Samoan cats or whatever played for the Steelers, I think. He had to retire because his liver was all fucked up from taking them drugs and shit. And and I think he had a twin brother that played. I think one played for the Steelers, one played for the Ravens. And um, they both had to retire because the brother's liver was fucked up. And his brother gave him like a, like a portion of his liver. I guess like the, the, the liver is the only organ that can regenerate itself. And the brother's liver got all fucked up from from taking them, you know, from you know, tore it all and all that shit, taking all them painkillers and shit, them super painkillers and numb your shit, so you go out there and play, so you can fucking suck it up and take one for the team until it's contract time. And then it's like, you know, well, damn, well, you know, you're an injury risk. Notice that it's the same way in like corporate America, which kind of bugs me when like the public sides with the ownership 
when it's player disputes, you know, must not be the labor aspect. You must not view yourself as labor or view them as labor, right? But um, whenever you need some shit at work, it's always, uh, well, you better figure it out. Whenever they need some shit, is you got to take them for the team. That's why I fuck the team. Fuck the team. People say they know I ain't team as a me and team. Fuck the team. Fuck the team. Ain't no team. You hear me? And we see players taking that approach with that fuck the team. They ain't no team. That's the shit that Antonio Brown's doing. That's the shit that fucking Anthony Davis is doing. Right? That's, you know, people saying fuck the team. Ah, my man Charlie Cashley. That's what I wanted to talk about. It's that time of the year where some gas bag journalists pull some bullshit out his ass about a black player. It's the, it's the time of the year when some asshole columnist pulls something out his ass from an anonymous source about how you can detect a person's character from a 15-minute conversation. So a man named Charlie Cashley comes out and um, says that anonymous executives told him that Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner, um, first-round draft pick, and anticipated first-round draft pick, I beg your pardon, Kyler Murray um, gave the worst interview, doesn't do film work, doesn't know the board work, um, so, so like film work is like you know watching opposing defenses, knowing what coverages that that they're playing. Boardwalk is being able to get up to the board and draw where your openings are with a certain play based off of a certain coverage that a team is playing. You know, football geek shit. He's not a good leader. He doesn't. You know, all of this off of a fifteen minute conversation. Now, the good leader part kind of stuck out to me. I don't know how one can tell how effective someone is at watching film from a conversation or how effective somebody is at drawing um, the openings of, of like, you know what I'm saying, the coverage, trying to find who's going to be open on the back end or if a team is running cloud coverage or some bullshit. I'm not that. That's not what I specialize in. I don't know how to determine that. There might be a way to determine that. I don't know. What I do know is, is that if you're interviewing somebody, that means that that relationship is a subordinate relationship. And if you're interviewing somebody or if you're in a subordinate relationship with somebody, it's hard for the subordinate to show leadership qualities to the person that they're supposed to be following. Therefore, in my opinion, as someone that has interviewed people, not just for social purposes or for the sake of this podcast, you know, but in, for, for employment, I've, I've interviewed people for employment. And I could not tell if somebody was a good leader 15 minutes into the interview. I think that's very difficult to do. You know what I'm saying? Now, uh, some people are saying that this is, this is what GMs and execs do to throw other people off the scent. Right? So, like, if I got the ninth pick and I know that, uh, um, you know, Dallas or whatever, I'm just pulling the team out my ass, is picking fourth and they need a quarterback, I'm going to try to shit in the pool a little bit so nobody goes swimming. 
you know, I'm going to say, oh, this kid can't, oh, this, you know, I, I'm going to put that out into the media. Right now, now, Charlie Casserly um, was a former exec himself. Let me pull up his, his wiki. Look up the Charlie Casserly wiki. He, he was a GM himself. He, he was a general manager for the Washington Racial Slurs, as well as um, the, uh, damn, served as the senior vice president and general manager of football operations for the Houston Texans. Currently works for the NFL Network, right? Oh, he's he, he's from Jersey. He had a long career with the Washington Racial Slurs, right? But let's talk about some of the people he drafted when he was at the Houston Texans job. See how good he is at evaluating talent, right? D- drafted David Carr, Jabbar Gaffney, Chester Pitts, Fred Weary, and the inaugural draft. Chester Pitts, um. San Diego State. What is Chester Pitts' offensive lineman? His name sounds familiar. I don't. Re- I don't remember seeing him play. But anyway, I digress. Tripping. He did, he didn't do a good job at evaluating talent. The Houston Texans, under his watch, un- when under his tenure as GM. Granted, he was the very first GM of the franchise. No, 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 no. The Houston, oh, that's right. Yes, yes. The Houston Oilers moved to Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Okay, yeah. So the Houston, Texas were expansion. And um, 4 and 12, their first season. 5 and 11, their second season. 7 and 9, their third season. And then slumped to 2 and 14, their fourth season. Right? I mean, you know, he drafted uh, uh, Andre Johnson. He drafted D'Amico Ryan. Drafted Mario Williams, which was a ballsy move. I remember that Mario Williams draft. That was that was when um, oh wow, and that was and that was coming off the two and fifteen, the two and fourteen season, and everybody wanted him to take Reggie Bush. This is when Reggie Bush was fucking shit up at USC, killing shit, killing shit at USC, and he took Mario Williams. But yeah, yeah. Every year, every year, some anonymous GM says some bullshit about some black player that that really doesn't serve anybody. It's a bunch of horseshit, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucks. Speaking of sucking, right? News. I'm telling you, man. What a difference some fucking hours make, dude. So, um, the the you guys know the other. Oh shit! Hit the mic. You guys know we 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 spoke about uh. Robert Kraft and, and the, uh, the hand job, the handy that Kraft got. I believe it was a handy. I, I don't know if it was last um, last week or the week before, but whatever. So the owner of the, the, the day spa um, was seen celebrating in a Super Bowl with Donald Trump. right? And I said this last night because I read about it last night. A blurb. Didn't know too many details. Didn't have too much information. But you know now is the time when motherfuckers is kicking over rocks. Right? So somebody kicks over a rock. And 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 you know what? Because this is a pretty serious indictment, I'm going to read the article that I'm reading. Now, this is coming from um, Mother Jones. I'm not familiar with Mother Jones. Don't know much about it. It says nonprofit, independent journalism. But let's check out what Mother Jones has to say. And, and listen, they ask it for money. Motherfucker, subscribe, nigga. Donate, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, 
this is who 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 wrote this? Uh, David Corn, Dan Friedman, and Daniel Shulman, right? And they, this shit was dropped at six twenty six in the moment. Okay. The latest Trump political donor to draw controversy is Li Yang, a 45-year-old Florida entrepreneur from China who founded a chain of spas and massage parlor that included the one where NFL Patriots owner Bob Kraft was recently busted for, solicit- for soliciting prostitution. She made the news this week when the Miami Herald reported that last month she had attended a Super Bowl viewing party at Donald Trump's West Palm Beach Golf Club and had snapped a selfie with the president during the event. Though Yang no longer owns the spa, Kraft allegedly visited. The newspaper noted that other massage parlors or family runs have gained a reputation for offering sexual services. Blase, 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 blah. We're around the campfire. We make a long story longer. Um, allegedly, these people have been selling access to Donald Trump. Right? So Yang goes by Cindy and her husband, Zubin Gong, goes by GY. St- excuse me. Started GYUS Investments, LLC, 2017. Company strives itself on his website, which is mostly in Chinese. It's an international business consulting firm that provides public relations services to assist businesses in America to establish and expand their brand interests in the modern Chinese marketplace. Right? That's, this is coming from their website. I guess after they translate that shit. That was a mouthful. Pause. The company boasts it has arranged taking photos with the president and suggests it can set up a White House and Capitol Hill dinner. This is what their website is advertising. Right? The GY US Investments website, which is mostly in Chinese. Right? So Chinese elites from various countries, including the US states, as well as leaders. Wait, 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 sorry about that, sorry about that. One second, one second, here we go. GYS, upcoming events at Mar-a-Lago, which Yang's clients presumably can mingle with Trump or members of his family. This includes something called the International Leaders Elite Forum, where Trump's sister, Elizabeth Trump Grau, I have no idea, I have no idea Trump has a sister. I gotta see what she looks like. She probably is a terrible looking woman if she's Trump's sister. Could you imagine what Donald Trump would look like as a woman? Like sheep shit in shallow ass water. Donald Trump is an ugly motherfucker. Could you, what, what, what's, what's the sister's name? I, ha, I, I, I have to digress. B- bear with me one second while I laugh at this woman. Let's see. Oh, wow. Yeah, she do look like Trump's sister. Oh. Oh. She look, oh, she look like she boxed for a living. But anyway, my bad. That's fucked up. You know, she's probably a very nice woman. A very nice and gentle woman. Um, Trump's sister was supposed to be the future speaker. Attend a site that this will include Chinese elites from various countries, including the U.S. states, as well as elite leaders from Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, Australia, Europe, and other countries and regions. Another event for which Yang's firm says it can provide access to Trump is and Trump's annual New Year celebration at Mar-a-Lago. Elsewhere on the website, the firm boasts that GY company could blah, 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 blah. And they show the flyer. And they have the flyer. And they have the flyer of Trump's sister's face. And it's all in not English. And they even have this. You can call Cindy with her phone number. And they got pictures of um, Tang Hua. 
president of automotive beginning with whatever. Chilling with, you know, fucking Trump's son, Eric. They got other motherfuckers hanging. They got pictures. They got receipts that they posted on this shit. Of all these motherfuckers. What's up, yo? What the fuck is up, yo? What's up? How long? How long is it going to take? What's up? This shit is beyond shady. Is Donald Trump going to go down because Robert Kraft got caught buying a hand job? Is that is is that is that going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back? Listen, if, if if somehow some way Robert Kraft the sneaky double agent that he is if Robert Kraft performed the most amazing sleight of hand, Robert Kraft assists Meek Mill with his legal troubles. Robert Kraft was seen, you know, dancing a little bit at the Cardi B joint. Robert Kraft be hanging out with rappers and wearing their chains and all types of shit. Do you remember when Robert Kraft got his Super Bowl ring taken by Vladimir Putin? You remember when Vladimir Putin stole his Super Bowl ring? Could this be the, the revenge of Robert Kraft and the missing Super Bowl ring where, like, he was willing to sacrifice himself to shed light on the nefarious dealings Of President Pussy Grabber. Is this, is this where we are? If this is the case, yo, Robert Kraft, and, and listen, this, this may be the only time I say that, but if Robert Kraft has somehow concocted all of this like the fucking puppet master that I'm hoping that he is to free us of the scourge that is the presidency of Donald J. Trump. They got this motherfucker out here signing Bibles, blood. I'll sign your Bible. Some incredible shit. You got to stick a sign in your Bible. For who, for what? Isn't that like, is it? I could have sworn. I'm not a religious man. But I could have sworn there's, you know, one of those commandments or something like that. You know, I bear witness there's only one God. Thou shalt not have no other God before me. I believe it's something along those lines. I'm just saying. People out here getting their Bible signed talking about Donald Trump was sent to us by God. My nigga sent where? God or who? The fuck you mean? Like, you mean God like the, the nigga that LL played in Into Deep? You mean that God? What, what kind of God? Who? God or what? What God? Like, you God? Like, you know what I'm saying? You God sent that nigga? What, do you, what God? What, what God? But is this how Trump goes down? Because listen, you, there's, 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 like, you got, you, you, I, I wish I read Chinese or Mandarin or whatever. I'd be able to, this shit look like a menu, blood. But that's another, yo. Listen. Then his homie, the, 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 the chairman of his campaign, this nigga got his sister out here. He said, this is a family business. Donald Trump is a motherfucking gangster. I swear for Joseph. But this Paul Manafort fucker, he gets sentenced to 47 months 
They're probably gonna give him time time served. He'd be out in year, year and a half, two years. Paul Manafort got off super light. Motherfuckers sit in Rikers for more than 47 months. You feel what I'm saying? How long, how long did um Kwame Kilpatrick? Get sent to prison. Cause cause like he, he got convicted of financial crimes too, right? Didn't they get a nigga like 20 years? Yeah. Listen, it's a relationship business, man. It's all right if it's all white. You know? And and truthfully, there's no way for it to be uh there's no way for it to be like a a, a just system. Right? Because, you know, if we're in that position where we're, we're being sentenced, you know, we'd like some leniency for sure. And if the judge, you know, looks like us and sounds like us, and if our kids go to school together, I might get some leniency. I might. We might. We all hope to be so lucky. You feel what I'm saying? We all hope to have friends that can look out for us. Right? So, yeah, the justice system is fucked up. And yeah, it's it's fucked up to you know benefit uh, 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 slime balls that happen to be white. The slime balls first, and 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 then they're white because they're black slime balls also. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's yeah, absolutely, it's benefited. It's it's twisted to help certain people, but not others. We saw this shit with the. Um, the Brock Turner dude, right? The, the, the guy, the, the nasty fucker that raped that woman in California. Um, we see it with, with all of these teachers, all of these white women that, that's out here fucking the kids, not having to register as sex offenders and, and not even going to jail, really. You know? You send the nudes and pussy pictures and shit to this 13-year-old Snapchat. Talking about, you know, you the victim. We see that shit. And, and we see these people getting off. And then on the flip side, you know what I'm saying, we see black women getting sent to prison for five years be, because they left their kids in the car when they went on a job interview. What do you think the judge looked like? I'm sure. If the you know the, it, when the black woman was was in front of the judge to receive her sentencing, I'm sure she was hoping that it was some nice black man that looked like her uncle, or or some nice black man that may have had a niece or a daughter or a sister or a cousin or a friend or someone that looked similar to this woman that you know where he can empathize with her plight. He or she can empathize with her plight. I'm sure. Sure that she wished that. Absolutely. But the system of these United States is about assisting niggas like Paul Manafort. Right? We put niggas like Paul Manafort in place so that we can still benefit. Right? Now, I know that a lot of times the sentencing comes from 
the investigation. Right? That's why, you know, people plead out. Because if we don't gotta work that hard to prove that you did that shit, then we'll go easy on you. But if you make us work, and 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 that's why that's a large reason why Jesse Smollett is going through this shit. Like, like they hit that nigga with like 16 charges because of the work he made him do. Right? So with Manafort. The work that could the work that they went into this investigation. Then after the investigation, they had to you know go to trial. For him to be found guilty, when he could have took the plea, nigga, we knew you did it. Right. All of those man hours, he still got off. He still got let off easy. You see what I'm saying? Kind of funky, a little bit. I, but we see why it happened. Right? We see why it happened. It's these relationships with, you know, these congressmen and women and, and, and these judges, people in the fucking legislature. The power that's given to them. Congress puts the power to, to take care of their friends, yeah. Shady shit is, is all about, listen, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Shady shit goes all around here. Right? And this is also kind of a slap in the face. Like, yeah, y'all wanted to get rid of mandatory minimums, right? If, if there was a mandatory minimum, there's a mandatory minimum for, you know, bank fraud, wire fraud, shit, money laundering. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But... Cases like this, instances like this, with the Paul Manafort shit, with the, the, the discrepancy in justice, in a lot of different things, within justice, within the judicial system, within you know, the, the, the net worth of black people, white people, Asian people, so on and so forth, it feels kind of good to have something like reparations as part of the public conversation. Right? That feels good. As, you know, a black guy, a black man, a black American. I believe in reparations. I believe that we do. Been do. Been had. Been do. Now... Calling it reparations, we'll never get it. You know what I'm saying? The United States will never pay something called reparations. We got to change the wording. And that's really all, that's really all that matters to people is what we call something. You feel what I'm saying? Right? Like, like we'll, we'll accept shit if it's called something. We won't accept marijuana. We'll accept cannabis. You feel what I'm saying? We won't accept a death tax. We'll accept an estate tax. You see what I'm saying? C certain shit. Certain shit. Right? You know? Certain shit we'll accept. You feel what I'm saying? We won't date fat bitches. We'll date curvy women. 
if you call it something different, you, you'll accept it. So calling it reparations, that ain't going to get it done. And deciding what your reparations will be will prove to be extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. Because they ain't just going to cut niggas' checks. Even if they do cut niggas' checks. Um, and and I, 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 I hear you cooning ass niggas right now. Oh, we just going to blow it on, blow my money on Cadillacs and rims, nigga. I, I hear y'all niggas. And yeah, you're right. Some of us will. A lot of us won't. So, some people saying, yo, fuck the, fuck the money. Give me the land. Because that was the original deal anyway. 40 acres and a mule. Keep the mule. Give me the land. Land to work. Land to cultivate. Land to, to you know, grow. To expand. We get a few like-minded people together and shit. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, fuck 40 acres turn to 4,000 real quick. Real quick. But now it's surprising to see that white people are behind this. Eh, white persons. The, the white people won't be behind it because... It seems like it's a um, like a slap in the face to you know the average white guy, the average white person, you know the average and, and I mean average like you know decent white white people that go to work every day, you know, decent house in a decent school district, you know what I'm saying? Decent average white people. That's a slap in the face to them because they're like, yo, I'm busting my ass and I had nothing to do with the slavery shit. My my ancestors, my family came from. You know, Ireland, Italy, uh, fucking Romania, whatever. Oh, well, nigga. Tough break. And, and it's, it's not, it, to me, it's not a difficult to wrap your head around. Because, like, if the cops come, my nigga, you want to switch places? There's some little video floating around with some sister made where, um, damn, and you know what? I called it a little video, too. That's so condescending. Um, but there's this video floating around that the sister made, and um, she's pointing out the white privilege in the video where I, I believe it's at the state house in California. Something happened where um, they decided not to prosecute the police officers that killed uh, Stefan Clark, I believe the guy's name was. And um, I guess, like, you know, like one of the young brothers chose to protest during this hearing or whatever. And, um, you know, the cops went to approach him and, and subdue him, it seemed like. And, um, you know, his, like, white friends or his non-black friends, I believe there was, like, an Asian girl that was there, um, kind of stood between him and the cops. And the cops didn't even want to put their hands on these non-black people. The only person that they wanted to put their hands on was the black guy. They didn't push any of the other kids or, or, you know, young adults or anything like that. So that tells me that none of y'all niggas want to change places. Though none of my Asian friends say, yo, listen, man, like, you know, I'm about to go to the hearing because they killed my, my homie or they killed so-and-so. If the cops come and shit, you know what I'm saying, can you stand, Mitch, can you stand in between me and the cops? They wouldn't even, they wouldn't ask me to do no shit like that. And I don't even think that the brother asked them to do that. I think that that was their idea. Non-black people know how fucked up it is to be black. If you talk to them. They know. 
White women know how fucked up it is to be black. Especially white women that date black men. They know. They know. How fuck yeah. How fuck yeah. Talk to a white woman that dates a black man. She know all about the shit that niggas go through. She know. All about that shit. You know what I'm saying? She know all, all about that shit. Funny story, there was, there, was, there was one time years ago, it was a white girl that I was, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And um, I'm driving to her house. And as soon as I pull up to her crib, I get, you know, well, not as soon as the one I turn into her little development. Um, cop hop behind me, fucking throw his cherries on. And I'm an asshole a little bit sometimes. So I'm like, fuck it. Well, you, you caught me here. I'm just going to drive to my destination. So I ended up driving to Shorty house. I parked in her little, you know what I'm saying, parking lot or whatever in front of her apartment. And um, I guess she's seen the lights or whatever. So she come outside. And, and you know, she's my, <laughs> she's speaking to the cop through, you know what I'm saying? I'm speaking to the cop through her. And homie was, homie didn't give me no ticket. And you know, and 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 I was probably wrong. I don't remember. This is this was uh like this was you know some time ago. I was probably wrong. Homie ain't homie ain't give me no ticket. I don't even think he asked me for my shit, or like or like I handed him my shit and he ain't run it. You feel what I'm saying? I I was like, oh shit, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, and he was like, yeah, man, you know, sorry to pull you over. It's kind of late. Um, you know. <laughs> and, and he was like, you know, you know how it is, right, man? It's kind of late, like you know. I was just trying to do my job, and, and 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 like at the time, I didn't really know what that meant, but now I know what that meant. Type of shit. Reparations are needed, yo. We can't call it reparations, though. There's a dude named David Brooks works for the New York Times, wrote an article, and he was pointing out shit that Abraham Lincoln said. Allegedly, Abraham Lincoln supposedly predicted that niggas was gonna need some reparations. And Abraham Lincoln is heralded as some some hero. He might be a, like a like a like a Civil War hero in, in regards of leading the country through the bloodiest war of this country's history, but of being some great like liberator or something like that. Nah, not honest Abe. Honest Abe wasn't too honest about that. Honest Abe ain't free the slaves because it was the right thing to do. Uh, Abe Lincoln freed the slaves because he wanted to send them niggas back to Africa because there was basically no economy for men in the North because um, all of the money uh, was, was being made in the South because of, of the free labor. So, you know, we send them niggas back to Africa and or build a wall. And that's going to stop the labor. Right? Shh. That's going to stop all this cheap labor that's taking the jobs from the white people. Never mind the fact that, you know, because, well, well I mean, because listen, it was, it was, it was legal or, or rather it was illegal for a slave to know how to read. It was, it was illegal for you to teach a slave to read. Right. And even when the Civil War ended, granted, Lincoln wasn't around when the Civil War ended. Oh, no, he was around when the Civil War ended. I believe, no, no, no. When did he get killed? 65? But even after that, listen, there was there were there were there were there were countless treaties that were broken. You know, that there was supposed to be like a freedman's bank. That money's gone. Black people have been victims of redlining. 
Black people have been victims of all types of shit. Jim Crow, segregation, all types of shit. Still, currently, I just talked about the discrepancies in, in the judicial system. You know, laws where you get the same amount of jail time if you have five grams of crack cocaine as you would if you had 500 grams of powder cocaine. All types of shit. All types of shit. Even victims of vigilante justice. Lynchings and different shit like that. Where people can just come out and, and lie and say that, oh, he raped me. Oh, he did this to me. Oh, he hit me. Oh, he touched me. And that's a death sentence. A woman alleged that a young man whistled at her. Pardon me. All the young man did was whistle at her. She's, her story was something different. And she's still walking around. Ain't nobody trying to cancel this bitch. Right? And listen, there's all types of arguments that people can say about, you know, uh, slave trading in other parts of the world and other countries. They should take that up with those countries, absolutely. But, if, but uh, listen, this is America, Jack. And I don't know what we should do about, you know, uh, uh, um, the 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 people that just got here from Trinidad, or you know, what I'm saying the people that that you know the the people that came over here w w with their parents from Nigeria or from Sierra Leone. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. For you know the 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 what what what's now being called the ADOS the. Uh, is it African descendants or the American descendants of slaves? The American descendants of slaves? Shit. Y'all paid the Japanese for that internment camp fiasco. Y'all paid Holocaust survivors. Y'all paid Native Americans. Every person that the United States government has done wrong they paid some form of fashion. I, I don't know if they called it. I don't know if they called it reparations or what. I don't know. But the United States government has done and continuously does black people wrong. Period. So there should be something. And I'm here for the conversation. And I'm excited to see how this is going to prevail as we, you know, wind our way through this political process. And I hope that black people have enough strength not to not fall for the bullshit and if whomever needs our vote so that they can win the election in 2020 against President Pussygrabber, I hope that this is a, a, a topic that changes the course of the election. Where if we're not promised these things, where if we're not awarded these things, where if we don't you know, stick to whatever the black agenda develops to be within the next year. I'm, I'm interested to hear what this is because there, there are, or at least there should be people more talented, more qualified than I that hash out these things. And if it's something that I could get behind, I'll, I will absolutely support it. But there needs to be. There needs to be a conversation about it, a real-life conversation about it. Because every time there has been somebody that wanted to start a conversation, they got killed. The last one was Dr. Martin Luther King. I believe a week after he gave his reparation speech, which was when 
you know, they killed him in Tennessee. So I'm excited to see where it is. Y'all know what side that I'm on. And hopefully we get it done. You know? I think that's it. So, like, we're going to try to make sure that this goes through right and tight. You see what I'm saying? But, um, yo, man, thank y'all for listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast. Um, subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all types of shit. Possibility that I will be traveling next week. I'm not sure if we're going to give you an episode next week. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try to give y'all motherfuckers an episode because I fucks with y'all. You know? But, um, yeah, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all fucking check in for the episode next week and shit. Y'all take it easy. Get it! What up, what up, world? Man, I'm so tired of these niggas calling every day, complaining. Man, I ain't got nobody out here but me, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Man, I need help, my nigga. I'm tired of that shit, man. Dog, some of these niggas complain when they got work, and they complain when they ain't got no work. Nigga, you're blocking your blessing, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I hate that old negative-ass vibe, man. Quit calling me with that negative shit, my nigga. Dog, look. Man, I had kidney failure, nigga. Three days a week, I get dialysis. They stuck two big-ass niggas in my arm, nigga. That should be hurting like a motherfucker. You don't hurt me complaining, nigga. I'm out here getting it, nigga. Going to work every day. Ten toes down. Taking care of my responsibilities. Don't call me with that shit, nigga. The light bill people don't listen to that type of shit. The rent people don't listen to that type of shit. So I'm not going to listen to that type of shit. So if you ain't got some positive shit, nigga, lose my number, nigga. Lose my motherfucking number.